This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's read Romans chapter 8. Why standing? Romans 8. Are you so happy to be in church this morning? It looks like church, right? The Bible says, There is therefore now no, no what? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wait. Second Peter 2 9. Second Peter 2 9. The Spirit of the Lord wants me to say this to somebody. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. There is someone listening to me. There is an injustice against you. And actually you don't know the way out. The Spirit of God is asking me to tell you. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly. God's word to this morning is that God knows how. And then he knows how to make the whole thing to turn around. You will not go down for what you knew nothing about when it happened. Somebody just set free. Leave this service if you are that person or watching me. Don't be afraid or forget about the case. There is no case against you. And those behind the setup are going down instead. That's the word of the Lord. His word cannot fail. He knows how. It's wonderful that God knows how. <laughs> Romans 8, 1. There is... Wow. He wants me to read the second one. Why is the Lord saying this? 2 Chronicles 14, 11. I just thought these were scriptures... And they have nothing to do with the message. But they kept dropping in my spirits. And Asa cried to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help with many or with them that have no power. Wow. Once God is added to the equation, it does not matter the number again. Asa wanted to go and fight a battle and they were completely outnumbered. Then Asa said, that, well, at this point, Lord, my consolation, my joy, my strength, is the fact that it does not matter whether we are few or many. When God is involved, something happens. I'm looking at somebody having less than 10% of the amount needed for the projects. Take the word of the Lord with you. It is nothing with the Lord to help with little or with much. God does not need much to get the job done. God only needs God to get the job done. Hallelujah. Wait to, you will pray the power of 20. Hallelujah. 
the grace is coming upon projects that are going on in people's lives. Supernaturally. Help from above. Shout a loud amen. amen. Glory to God. There is therefore now no condemnation. That word condemnation, catacriman, divine, a negative sentence. The Bible said, There is therefore. So I'm going to part two of what I started for service. The laws of conversion in the kingdom. Now, we have a kingdom. And our kingdom has its own modus operandi. There is a way the kingdom functions. And in the first service, please, I'm going to ask everybody to get the message of the first service. Our messages are free. Get the message of the first service. I will make a bit, or I will just uh, make some references to what I said, just to set the tone for what I'm about to say. But um, I can't get away from where we start first service. So we started by saying, we read 2 Peter 2.1. The Bible says, according to his divine power. Ah, I'm being tempted to preach some deep things were said that I, I don't want to skip over. There's no problem with repeating something, right? According to his divine power. 2 Peter 2.1. He has given us all things that pertain to life and unto godliness. He is not going to give us. He has given us. And now, he did not just give according to our need. He gave according to his own divine power. And I said for some that is a serious statement. You can give something to people according to their need. Or you can give to people according to who you are. Your status, your level. So there can be going the chairman or GMD of a company going to a lunch, a launching or a party, is going to donate 15 million because he's the chairman of this kind of uh, board of this kind of company or is the MD of this. On his way, a beggar becomes unto him and need money. He will not pull 15 million or 1 million to give the beggar. He will likely pull out 500 if it's very nice. If it's not generous, maybe 15 error. He's going to give the beggar according to the need of the beggar. Did you get that? Even if you are a billionaire, you don't give your two-year-old son one billion. You don't let him drive your car. You give him things. You can buy cellular. According to his age, his need. But you say, Almighty God didn't do that. So a president of a nation can donate gifts according to his capacity as a president or he can give something to his friend. In his capacity as a friend. Did you get that? After all, the president grew up with some people also. Before now, that is president. So you can look at somebody and just be like, okay, oh, take my farm. Maybe in Casina or American president. Say, okay, take this one. I want to give this business. But when he's about to give something as the American president, that kind of gift is already rated. So the Bible says, God did not give unto us according to our need. According to his divine, hey. the meaning is it has to be a very bogus gift. So God did not only give us all that pertains to life and to godliness according to our need. He gave according to his own divine power. 
So where are these things? Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. See, the beginning of greatness in Christianity, the beginning of experiencing an unusual Christian life is to start knowing that God is not about to give. God has given. So technically, saying God bless me is a wrong prayer. You can't ask me to give you my phone when I've already given you my phone. If you pay your child's school fees, it collects money from you or you pay to an account and then you have the teller and you hand over the teller to him. And the following month, he said, Daddy, when I'm going to pay my school fees? It's going to sound ridiculous. Oh, Father, pay my school fees. Daddy, please pay my school fees. So what did I do yesterday? The word of God, that's our teller. <laughs> and the Bible says, He has given unto us how many things? Does it include a good marriage? Does it include a child? Health? Prosperity? All. But notice the word there. With all spiritual blessings, where, where, where? Remember last week we read that Paul prayed in Ephesians 3. He said, I knew about my need to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and all that. It's one family. Some members are in heaven, some are here, but it's one family. As you are here, you have relatives uh, in America, in Canada. Like mommy, Chukwe, America now, the daughters are there. But they don't cease to be your daughter because they are crossed over to America. It's one family. But thank God for technology. But everyone's technology is stronger. So that's why when we need in our room, our father who at where? In heaven. We are there in a the moment. It's our Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So we see, that's what the Bible says. We all beholding the face of God as in a mirror. The Bible was the first person to use Zoom. Some traditions say that we bore the face of God as in a glass. What is the screen of your phone? <laughs> Hallelujah. We see the Father every day. See, that's why I started where I started from last week. You need to pay attention to some things I said. The reason why he forgave us, why we receive forgiveness, is to have unrestricted access to the Father. People will pay any money to be able to stand before God and ask him questions. In the, in the heat of when he got so serious with Job, he said, oh, that I know where this guy lives. I have some questions to fire the almighty God. But the problem is that I don't know where it stays. He said, if I see him, of course, when God showed up finally, he said, I've heard you by the hearings of my ear. My eyes have seen. He said, now I have born myself. God said, who is this that darkened counsel with words without wisdom? And he said, Job, let's, let's converse. You want to talk? Okay, let's talk. Where were you when I stole the snow? <laughs> Job said... <laughs> He said, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. And God said, I said, you should have just said, you wanted me to bless you, you should have just said that. Okay, let's multiply your fortune. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me this morning? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places, there is need for conversion. They are yours. And I gave a very beautiful illustration for service. I asked those who are bankers here. 
if you keep 10 million with GTB, you cannot go to GTB and go to a branch and say that I have 10 million here. Give me six out of my money. They will ask you for what? Account number. And your ID. If you don't have those codes, you are not going to get... The girl you are talking to in the bank or the guy might actually know that you have that money there. But transactions are not done that way. You cannot say you do have a check. You cannot quote to account number. You cannot quote your password and you just say that she is my money. It is true. You brought your money to GTB, but you cannot take it like that. Is it true that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings? The same way. So when you understand the natural, you understand some things in the spirit. So what I said now is what some Christians are trying to do. Give me husband, give me this. You are harassing God and he's saying that where is the code? Say amen. Hallelujah. Look at that, the beginning of that first Peter 2, second Peter 2, 1. I will ask you to sit down in a while. Let me say like Apostle Samuel, are we blessed? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's start from verse 1. Now you can have your seat. God bless you. It's all already tired. It's after lockdown. Let's do exercise. Many of us have added we're doing lockdown. So... <laughs> Well, like I said, I understand that if you are speaking and standing, you won't feel it. If you are standing and you are not speaking, you will feel it. So I won't feel it, you will feel it more. It's not easy standing where you are saying nothing. Okay? Uh, so I'm enjoying that. I don't feel I'm standing now because I'm more preoccupied with what I'm saying. I, okay. Simon Peter, the servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. So Peter is saying that the faith I have received is the same you have all received. It does not matter the generation. Praise the Lord. So like Peter also, you too can say, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have. That doesn't mean he wants you broke. He's saying that what your money cannot do, there is an anointing that can do it. Men and brother, I want to say to all of you here, start using this. You know, I operated this by mistake many times. Then the Lord said, why don't you be more deliberate about this? Sometimes I want to give something to people and I don't have sufficient. Once in a while, I just feel in my spirit that why don't you just say, speak a word. I want to give you 200 people. I only have 100. Take this on the point. In the name of Jesus Christ, before the next 24 hours, you will have more than 200,000. Silver and gold I have no but such as I have. That means you have something more than silver and gold. Sister, you are getting married. You and your husband need a car. I don't have physical cash to give you to get a car. But I prophesy to your life. This is how HOD members should begin to live and sweat. I prophesy your car comes in 24 hours. If you believe it, it will happen. So we are not limited to silver and gold. Shout amen. When you know this, you will never be sad again about money. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied. That's where I'm going. Unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say grace and peace. The amount of peace you enjoy in your life is directly proportional to the knowledge of Christ that is in you. It is not about what is happening around 
So I said, laws. What is the what are these laws of conversion? I started with two. And I will add the third one this service, which is the law. I started with your heart and your mouth. Romans 10 9. If thou shalt believe in thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The biggest offer that God has to offer any man is salvation. Is the beginning of your journey and is the most important part of your journey. All you are going to become as a human being must first of all, you must be born. If you are not born, you can't become any other thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? And what gives birth to a thing is what sustains it. Salvation is the biggest gift. If you want to know how all other gifts will come into your life, how their conversion will be, check the conversion of the most importance. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, everybody say heart. Solomon saw it in Proverbs 4.23 and he gave a warning that many people ignore. He said, guide your heart with all diligence. Out of it flow. Some scriptures will read, you pause. So the issues of my life is not determined by my background or the nation I reside or by how many people like me or don't like me. Solomon said, no wonder, I, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not about outside. Solomon said, I guide your heart. When Christians pay attention to this thing, you mind what to watch. You mind what to watch. The cause of the costless shall not come. Talk about loss. It has origin. What are you exposing yourself to? Guide your heart with all diligence. Your future is embedded inside there. That's what the Bible is saying. And I say, guide your, it's your responsibility. See the information going through your heart. Because these two things, your mouth and your heart, they establish what is already in the spirit, negative or positive, they are brought here. That's why that scripture started that way. John 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made. And without him was nothing made that was made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Nothing comes into physical reality without a word pulling it. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 20, 12, Matthew 12, 35 or 37, he said, you shall be judged by every idle word. Because your word don't just go. They are creating negative or something positive on the face of the earth. Well, it starts with imagination. I said, when I study the Bible, I pay attention to things said by men, things said by prophets, but certain things came from the master himself. The Almighty God looked at them as they were building the Tower of Babel. He said, this is the beginning of the evil they want to start doing. He said, now there's nothing that they have imagined. That should scare anybody. This is God giving a verdict. This is God concluding over men, saying that when mortal men think about anything and it is strong enough, he said they will do it. He said there is nothing they have imagined. He didn't say I am the Almighty and I will stop them from doing it. That places responsibility on all of us. No matter the Bible is on team that is able to do a single abundance above all we ask or imagine. What goes... What's your thinking pattern like? 
This is why the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, Romans 12, but be transformed by renewing your hearts. It is here. Issues of life. Men and brethren, how will next six months look like for you? Next six years. Let me check the content that is in your heart right now. You need not to pray about it. No wonder. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, start from verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. People quote it against demons. That scripture has nothing to do with demons. Because the Bible always explains itself. It said we cast down strongholds, imagination, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. There is the knowledge of Christ. That is the will of God for your life. But there are many things that exalt themselves, and those things are inside you. Many of them pass down through culture. Many of the negative experiences that we have had. Fear of failure. Fear of death. Fear of sickness because we've been sick before. All these things are embedded in And the Bible said they are the stronghold that must go down. Oh, we are just an average family. We are not poor. We are not rich. We are just fine. And it becomes a stronghold and it holds us. And so far that is the prevailing picture of your hearts. Pray till tomorrow. Except you turn your prayer over that matter. That Lord, I need to sing these thoughts. They must not remain in me. You are attacking everything outside. All those who are doing me, I bind you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this one, that one. But the Lord is saying that, brother, I don't care about what all those around you. There is only one influence in apps, like a remote control and TV. There is something in your arts that validates what they want to see in your life. You deal with your heart. It's like remove the battery from remote control. It can't control TV again. Small battery. You will still be pressing the channel, but nothing is changing. Am I right? Guide your heart. Nothing is as innocent as you think they are. All the things we watch on TV. Guide your heart. Please, don't play with your life. Regularly, let, the con let your heart be very conk. Your inside be very quiet. I consecration, concentration, very volatile level of thought, success, victory in Christ. Let them feel you like diffusion, they come out. Even like osmosis, they pull all other things in because the concentration is very high, more volatile than anything on the external. I have found out how fast does what we say, how fast, how fast things that we say, how fast do they come to pass? As fast as the level of concentration of those things inside you. That's what I've discovered. Ultimately, every word will come to pass, but some can happen in 24 hours. When the thought is so deep and the concentration is so high, when you speak, life helps out in abundance and something happens. Is somebody hearing me? Can I hear amen? Let's move to the second one. Your tongue. Look at what we read. We read James chapter 3. Let's start from James 3 2. You know, sometimes we begin to wonder that we have given too much power to things that are irrelevant. So the Bible says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. You know, it's very easy to say these things. There was one that the Lord was still correcting me of. 
the leaders did not. I used to tell them, I'm using the word I used to because I won't say that again. I, don't know what I, I used to tell them that me and sleep were, were, were incompatible. 4 a.m. I'll be on the bed like this and just be looking. I just never liked, I, I, I didn't grow up liking sleeping. When I was in primary school, they would ask all of us to sleep. Teachers, after exam, put your head on locker and sleep. It used to be my most miserable moment. My roommate, my, my seat, I'll be talking to them. All of a sudden, I wouldn't hear anything again. The guy don't go. They said they asked us to die for two hours. For those two hours, my head was on the table like that. I didn't sleep. I'm using pastors now. If there was one mosquito in the room, one, that would be the end of my sleep. And my wife, and I'll be looking at her. She'll be enjoying it. <laughs> Someone that say, Day two. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I told the leaders that all of you that sleep well, that you are you and Jonah, you are competing. I told the leaders, I said, can you come and lay hands on some of you? That is so easy for you. Even your car, you recline your seat in two minutes. You are in another room. I said, some of us, and the Lord too. So I really now wanted to sleep one day recently, and I got home. And usually I was so tired, but I was just tossing to and fro on the bed. And I, my heart started replaying what I was saying. Me and sleep, we are incompatible. And the Lord said that, but what did I say in my word? He giveth his beloved sleep. So me and sleep, now we are compatible. <laughs> I sleep when I want to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's, you, you think you are saying what is going on. But you are establishing something. If any man offend not in word. Next verse. This is strong. Behold, we put beads in us's mouth. That they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Man and brethren, look at me everybody. Look at what James is saying. One, especially stallions are far bigger than a man. And James is saying that as a man. You don't need the strength of an ox or house, a horse to control the horse. Get to the mouth of the horse. Put the belt in the mouth. Just pull the mouth to pull the whole body. You don't have the physical energy to physically turn a horse wherever you want the horse to go. But if you capture the mouth, you've seen that in movies. If you haven't seen one physically, you've seen that in movies. It's as simple as that. Now, James now took it a little Verse 4 is conk. He said, Behold sheep also. Just like us, he said, Think about sheep. Though they be so great. Man, this is deep. Ah. 2021 will be your most extraordinary year. Because you are going to start planting seeds of what towards it. But then the miracle starts in September. That's why we are fasting and praying. When we are through this month, so we have to repent. Then you start speaking deliberately. He said the sheep, they are so great. They are driven by fierce winds. Yet they are torn about with a very small M. Whithersoever the governor. Ah, who is the governor? 
Itu of your life. Follow this word. The first time I saw this, I said, Dear Lord Jesus, I can never blame any other person for what happens to me again. And I can't blame a country. The Bible says, the wind is so fierce. Economic depression. Situation of Nigeria. I love the Bible. The Bible is not denying the existence of the wind. The wind is there. He said the wind is even not just there. It's fierce. But it is not the wind that determines where the ship is going. An uninitiated person might look from outside. The ship is going because the wind is... But the Bible said, no, you are making a mistake. There is something called ruder. It is where you turn the ruder. If, you, if the wind is blowing this way, and you turn the ruder this way, the ship will sail against the wind successfully. If the economic wind is melting down, and you turn your steering to I am mounting up, is somebody with me? Your life will go the direction of the ruder, not necessarily the right direction of the wind. This is the Bible. If we let God's mindset enter our mind, anything is possible. Oh, too many could say, look at the wind. We are going. Look at dollar to naira. This is why this is happening. This is why that is happening. And you are allowing the wind to take you. Sincerely speaking, if you don't give direction to the steering, the wind will prevail. But the Bible is letting you know that there is nothing in the wind. The wind will only work when you don't set the steering. And if you read further, he called that steering your tongue. Wind of family pressure. Wind of environmental influence. Wind of people who just don't like you or oppose you. The Bible says it does not matter. If you don't turn the steering in the direction they want you to go, you can never go there. I am full of health. I'm full of prosperity. My future is wonderful. My life is beautiful. Greater is it that is in me than the one that is in the world. God makes all grace to abound towards me. So I have abundance for every good work. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. My children will never lack. Mercy prevails over judgment for me. I have obtained mercy. My path is guided. In the name of Jesus, I keep getting stronger and stronger. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will never know a better yesterday. You know, just now, some refuse to talk. Some were talking silently. Why the Bible says for us, there is no condemnation. The Bible tells us to condemn every other thing. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment. Thou, you know people quote, every tongue that rises against me in judgment, the Lord shall condemn. No, not God. Look at what the Bible says. Who will condemn? God reckons so much with what to say. Every tongue. That means anytime something tries to sell to you something contrary to God's will for your life, the Bible says you have to. This Jesus never allowed Satan to have the final say. 
He didn't say to Satan, do it, say whatever you like, that's your own business. He responded back with the word. And you can't keep quiet. Even while taking meditation, speak to your body. You can't keep quiet. Any signal you see, respond back. Even if you want to take a physical action, first of all, respond spiritually. If you receive an alert, a deduction, don't keep quiet. The more I spend, the more the remaining multiplies. Say something. If you ever find yourself after an interview and they say you are not chosen, don't just leave and do like this. Oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh, they didn't pick me. Look at the company. In the name of Jesus Christ, few days from now, I'm working in a better company than this. You don't need to say it to them, to be rude to them. They are not your priority. But under your breath, as you turn back, just say, oh, thank you so much. But say in your heart, oh, Father, thank you. It's because this is too small for me. Because soon and very soon, I am working in a place where I will have to thank God for losing this one. Don't just go like that. Uncle, I need 50 cases I can't give you. Don't go and sit there and be like, as you turn, in the name of Jesus, I have never seen the righteous be forsaken or I see begging for bread. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He has not chosen uncle, he has chosen someone else. Lord, I thank you, I am blessed. Angels are moved by words like this. Finally, let me just show you what Jesus said. In the kingdom, we don't say what we see. We say what the word of God says. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea. Underline the word whosoever shall say. You know, I love the word whosoever. So you don't have to be a prophet or a pastor. Whosoever shall say. Eliminate all other words in between. Look at the last word. With whosoever shall say, shall not doubt in his heart, shall have whatever he says. Those are the three most important things in that statement. Whosoever shall say, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe what he says, he shall have whatsoever he says. What is mean of whatsoever? I'm going to help you with this. If you want to start practicing this, everybody, Try your best not to say what your faith cannot carry at the beginning. Did you get that? Say what you know you will never doubt. When it comes to pass, it will shoot out your faith for something bigger. When you say something that your heart really contradicts deep down there, if it doesn't come by, it will discourage you further. Did you get that? Because life is in faces. There are some amounts that when you call it, your heart will tell you. Now, Oga, Oga, Oga. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who is talking there? Has Jesus ever lied to any man? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, in Isaiah 33, the last verse, the Bible says, No inhabitant of the land shall say he is sick. The Bible didn't say no inhabitant of the land shall fall sick. <laughs> None of them shall say. There is a way they talk. If you start three verses above, it said, Look on the Zion, the city of our Solomon. God is talking about those who dwell in Zion. Why won't they be sick? They will not say they are sick. The more you say you are healthy, it might not start in one day. You start seeing improvements in your health. It's not an overnight thing. The more you say, then you get to a point where you don't even fall sick at all again. Then, even though you'll be trying, then the Bible says the people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. 
I spoke last week about forgiveness of sin. Get to the message. Believers must be assured that they've been forgiven. It is the face that gets us into what we need to get into. We must know that forgiveness is available with the Father. Meaning that it doesn't mean we don't say without acknowledging when we are wrong. It simply means that there is an assurance that God is not going to hold anything against you. Especially when you acknowledge something and say, Lord, it's a then it takes it away. That assurance gives you unrestricted access to God. So you are never afraid when the name of God is called. Unlike Adam, you don't go to hide. So when you want to pray, you pray with audacity and with joy. That's the Bible says, cast not therefore away your confidence. When you face evil forces and you lack confidence, they will take you out in no time. Fear paralyzes. I must know that even in my mistake, I can cast out demons. That is the only way to rule over them permanently. And that whatsoever goes on between me and my heavenly father is none of Satan's business. Your neighbor doesn't come to your house to tell you about what's going on between you and your children. That's even a neighbor that's not your enemy. Now we talk of somebody that is your, your enemy that you have been looking for how to kill. Now comes to your house and says that your, your son stole me and you are not seeing anything. <laughs> They'll be like, well, maybe I will beat my son later. But how about start, let's start with killing you? Because that's what I've been looking for for years. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are set up for something great. Fill your hearts with the word of God. Now we have 14 days more to the end of the fasting. Every day, pray and study the word. See, these are the times when you need to get messages. I don't know as I would, the more I pray, the more I see. I told the leaders two days ago or so, there will be explosions of miracles. People will just be taken from, I don't know what will happen in Nigeria, what will happen in the world, I don't know. There are speculations that another pandemic is coming more, I don't know. But I do know he who dwells in the secret place of the Messiah. I do know that no situation can catch God on our ways. I do know that God cannot be frustrated. I do know that nothing stops God from exalting his own people. In this church, I ended for service with this and I'm telling you. Deuteronomy 8, 18 says that thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. It is he who giveth thee power to get wealth. You see, from time to time, as a congregation, God gives us an opportunity to obey a divine instruction. Because you are marking the spirit as believing something when you do it. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. It is he that giveth thee power to get to it. That he may establish his covenants. God has a mission on earth. It is because of the mission that he blesses his people to be able to do something. Everybody listening to me. A broke church, a weak church cannot do much in the world. I have sold to you before the idea that this church, maybe some will do it before, it's not about who does it first. One church will rise one day, build hospital that matches what people go abroad. When will a church rise? Many Christians are still at the level of, I want to pay rent, I want to pay. I told myself a long time ago, why should I wake up 2021 and my songs are still the same? What I'm still believing God for? I mean, then when do we start doing big things for God? But you know what? I'm sorry to say, God hasn't found many people. They have not demonstrated to God that all that I have is yours. 
We say it in worship. We say it in what, but we don't do it. This is why once in a while, the same God, sir, told Moses he fed the people with fish. They ate. He fed them with manna for 40 years. When they wanted to build the temple, he said, no, tell them to give gold. Because if there's no opportunity to disobey, you can't be marked as being obedient. So Moses told them, he could build this tabernacle by himself. But there must be the involvement of God's people. Oh. Oh, I asked, so what am I doing in that place? September. So we are all fasting. If you have not been fasting, now there is grace. Starts from today. Sunday ends 1 o'clock. Saturday, maybe between 1 and 2. They are begging me to bring weekend down. Okay, so Saturday 1. Sunday 1. No, Saturday 2. One day, Sunday 1. All other days till evening. 4, 5 o'clock. And I even say you can take tea. God is not empty stomach that compels God. But it's an act of discipline. And look at all the prayers in the morning. We were better off media-wise during pandemic than before pandemic. How many of you noticed? Did you watch us online? As if God prepared us. I started hammering as the media on these things. Not knowing pandemic was coming. September, October, November last year, we need to get camera. We need to fix line. I was so strong on this thing. And I was strong on household also. You remember? I was even going to do small group. I just saw in my spirit the need to have small, small church. That, the lesson we have learned now is that, please, don't joke with household. It's only church that cannot be dissolved. Momentarily, things can happen that can sort of distort other kinds or other kinds. If they are doing Tomiland Bridge now, so people do island mainland service, it's going to be difficult. But there's no stopping to, you can't stop a small church. So join household. We just started emphasizing these things. And it turned out to be that men were just right at the center of it. We were streaming with ease. Having more followership than ever before. When everything is over, you will see how many more people will join this church. If you know how many messages I've received. I was telling you that when I preach says candles and the saints, come and see my mailbox. And what is it? This issue of sex. Compassion rose in my heart. The first set of people that called me were all pastors or pastor's wife. And I said, dear Lord Jesus, we all need your help. Because if you start, you start by grace. You don't now start feeling. Let him that think it is standing, take heed. Lest he falls. Did you hear what I've just said now? Prepare for this in August. Ask the Lord as you pray. What must I do to be saved? Everybody that asks the question, what must I? Okay, Lord, Lord. There is a way I operate financially. How can I break this level and move to another level? It's always been a seed. I have shown you two times. Your heart, your mouth. Then if we ask you to, we ask you to give. Yes. It consolidates what you are saying. Another level. Oh, you want another level? Okay, do this. But it is God that ministers seed to the sower. So let God speak to you. So we are not doing fundraising. We will not do fundraising. We don't need it. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Lift up a hand on your seats. 
Oh, we ought to close. Say in Jesus' name. I'm blessed. Say, Father, help me. Say from your heart to guide my words and my thoughts. In Jesus' name, I will not offend in words again. Now say this loud. I am blessed and I know it. I lack nothing. Give praise to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.